For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Praise the Lord. Embrace the love. The Gospel of John. The Gospel of John today's where we'll be John chapter 10. We'll start in verse number 20. And we're about in the middle of the Gospel of John, just a few months before Jesus is crucified in the book. And while you're turning there, I want to encourage you to check our website. When you get time, crossboundministry.com. And in the future, we are hoping to hold some Strengthen the Family God's Way classes if you'd like to sign up or come to that. And also, if you have a, a piece of land or building like to donate, hey, we'd love to have that, to have our classes in. That would be wonderful and God sent. Amen. So John chapter 10 and verse 20 is where we're going to start today. And the Bible says, And many of them said, He hath the devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him. They that hath a devil, can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Now they're talking about Jesus here. Don't you know people, when they can't get over on you, and they, they can't, can't get one on you, hey, what do they usually do? They usually attack somebody's character. They usually go after that, and that's what they're saying. Hey, because he is claiming, he is saying, I am God, I am the Messiah, I am Jesus. And now all of a sudden they're accusing him of being a devil or having a devil or being demonic or being possessed. Amen. But the only thing that he was possessed was with the Holy Spirit, with the works of God. That's what Jesus was possessed with. Amen. And so here they're accusing him and they even said he's a devil and he's mad. He's crazy. He's a nut job, in other words. Why you hear him? Why would you listen to a man like that? Now they're talking to the Savior. They're talking to the Messiah. They're talking to God in the flesh is who they're talking about. And can I just say many today, they may not say that out of their mouth, but in their heart, they're thinking that Jesus, you must be crazy. What do you need him for? I don't need him. I got it together. I can do all this myself. Look what I've done. Look at the life I've created for myself. Look at the education that I have. Look at the job that I have. Look at the family that I have. Look at the finances that I have. Can I just say without God, there is no good thing. Amen. There is nothing good apart from God. And so you may not say those kind of things out of your mouth or call him a devil or accuse him of being possessed. But in your heart, you're saying, I don't need him. I don't need that. I can do this all myself. And yes, you might all the way to the end of your life when you take your last breath and you step out into eternity. That you cannot do by yourself. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no hope. 
Amen. Jesus is hope. Jesus brings hope. And so here they're, they're calling him a devil. They're saying, how, how can a devil uh, open the eyes of a blind? And verse 22, and it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Say what? They come up to Jesus and said, Hey, how long are you going to make us doubt? How long are you going to make us wonder? How long are you going to keep us hanging by a thread on a string? Are you going to tell us plainly that you're the Christ, that you're the Jesus, that you're the Messiah, that you're the Savior of the world, you're the one that God sent? Can you just tell us that plainly? Now, can you think of all the things leading up to this that Jesus has told them and showed them and done many great might and wonderful works? He just healed a man that had been born blind nobody could do that nobody on this planet and the man's parents even testified that he was born blind and he begged in front of the temple all those years and all those religious leaders couldn't do one single solitary thing so that he could see a speck of light but when jesus came on the scene hey he gave him a new set of eyes he could see like a brand new born baby amen the, the bright and shining sun, the beautiful blue sky, the trees. Every, he could see it all. Amen. And here they're telling him, Jesus, are you going to tell us if you're the Christ? Are you not? Just tell us plainly. Just give it to us simply, in other words. And I love what Jesus tells them. Jesus answered and said unto them, I told you, and ye believe not the words that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Don't you love what Jesus says? I've already told you. I've told you and told you and told you who I am. Isn't it funny when somebody has their own agenda, how it doesn't matter how many times you tell them the truth, they're going to try to twist it and manipulate it and mold it to fit what they want it to fit. And here is Jesus, the Savior of the world, telling them, I told you and you believed not. Can I just say there's going to be many like that at the judgment seat? There's going to be many like that. And Jesus is going to say, I told you. I sent that preacher to warn you. They gave you that gospel track. You got to read the gospel. You got to hear the gospel. You may even read the Bible. You even maybe even memorized some of the Bible. You sat in church. You was a church member. But you heard me not. You did not hear me. He says, I told you and you believed me not. Amen. But he says this, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. I love that. I love that because the Bible says, even in Proverbs, that a child is known by his doings. Even a child. And Jesus is known for his doings. He done things that nobody else could do. Only the creator of heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea could perform miracles like he could. Amen. And he tells them there, they bear witness the things that I have done, the miracles that I have done. They bear witness of who I am. 
Amen. Verse 26, but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. They wouldn't believe what Jesus had to say. They wouldn't believe the works that Jesus did. He only, not only did he say it, he proved it. Amen. And he still said, but ye believe not. Can I ask you today what you believe? Where have you put your faith in? What have you put your trust in? Is it in yourself, in your job, in your money, in your education, in your finances, in your spouse? Where have you put your faith? And he says, but ye believe not, because ye are what? Because ye are not my sheep. That's why you believe me not because you choose not to believe. You don't truly want to be in the sheepfold. You don't want to be born again. You don't want to be part of my family. Amen. He says, you are not my sheep as I said unto you. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Amen. They know the voice of the shepherd. Like I said in my last sermon, you study that Bible. You don't have to worry about studying all those false religions and all those false doctrines. And I know God has called people to do that, to win others to Christ, to defeat those, to be an apologist for the Bible. I understand that. And I'm not taken away from that. But what I'm saying is, you study that Bible. You study the truth. You don't have to study all those other religions. You study that Bible, and when something false comes along, you'll know it. You'll say, hey, that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Hey, that doesn't match what Jesus says. Hey, that doesn't match what the voice of my shepherd says. Amen. You will know his voice. And that's what he said. And they follow me. You see, when you are a... When you belong to Jesus, you're going to follow him. Why? Because the peace of the Holy Spirit is inside you, directing you and guiding you and pointing the way. Hey, that is the way you need to go. Hey, you need to be going to church. Hey, you need to study your Bible. Hey, don't do that. That's wrong. Amen. It is leading you and guiding you. And you want, you want, you want, you want, you want to follow Jesus. He said he'll give you a new nature and new desires. Thank God for that. That doesn't mean the old man's still not there. It says he's dead. It doesn't say he's gone, but it says he's dead. And you still may have to fight that battle with him. You're still going to have to battle the flesh until the day we go to home to be with the Lord. But the Bible says that you have a new nature and you have new desires and you're a new creature when you get born again in Christ. And so verse 28 says, and I give unto them eternal life. Amen. Glory to God to that. Who does not want eternal life? Who would turn that away? Who in, in the room, if you said, hey, I'm going to give you eternal life, just raise your hand. Tell me who wouldn't raise their hand. Everybody would. Everybody wants eternal life. But can I just say there's only one way to get it, and that's the way that Jesus says to do it. Amen. There's no other way. Jesus is the way. Amen. And that's what he says. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Jesus says, I'm going to give them eternal life. But not only that, and no man, no 
man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Can I ask you a question in verse number 29? Does that no man in that verse, does that include you? Does that include yourself? Whether you're a woman, a boy, a girl, no man, no person can pluck them out of my father's hand. You see, when you're in God's hands, that means you're in God's hands. You're standing on God's promises. You put your faith in his promise, not in yours. And he says right there, no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Thank God for that because listen, we waver, we change, we have bad days, we have bad moods, amen. But Jesus and God is the same forever. He is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he is the same forever. And he even said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall endure forever. Jesus is the same every day. Praise God for that. And the promise is based on him, not on you. But what you have to do is believe in him. You have to believe on that promise. You have to put your faith and trust in him. No man could pluck them out of my father's hand. Once you belong to God, you are his. Just like when a child is born into this world, and they have a father, they have an earthly father. There is nothing, nothing going to change that fact. Oh, they, somebody may adopt them. Oh, they may take their name off their birth certificate. Oh, but it does not change the fact that that's their father. Amen. And it's the same when you get in God's family. He said, not only that, no man is going to pluck them out of my father's hand. Why? Because the promise is based on him. It's not based on you. Praise the Lord. We don't have to worry about losing our salvation each and every day. I could never go to sleep if I had that worry. But thank God, I know that I put my faith and trust in him and his promises and in his word and not in myself. And he says right there, no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Verse 30, I and my father are one. You say fully explain that. I cannot, but I can fully believe it. And can I just say, so can you fully believe it. You don't have to fully understand everything in the Bible. That's what faith is about. That's what faith is about. I believe it. It's God's word. He says, I and my father are one. You see, there are some things that are just too big just too amazing, just too miraculous that our little mind cannot even comprehend. It cannot wrap itself around that, that concept that there's three and one, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, but yet the three are one and they're working together. I and my Father are one. We can't fully understand it. You won't fully comprehend that, not until you get to heaven and God explains it to us, amen, and maybe then there'll be some mysteries, but I long to be with my Savior, and I fully believe his word. I and my Father are one. And don't you know, don't you know that God has your best interest at heart? Not only his, amen, not only his, but just like a loving father, a loving mother, loving parents, a loving family. Hey, when they look at a child, they, they got their best interest set for that child. It's not for the parent. No, sir, no, ma'am, the parent will make the sacrifice. Hey, I'm going to do what's right for my child because I love them, and I want to do what's right for them and for their life and for their future. Amen. Thank the God we have a heavenly father like that, 
that looks out for us, that made a plan for us, that made a way of salvation through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, on that finished work on the cross that says, hey, that's my child. I'm going to make a way for him. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to pave the way. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to make a way for them. Praise God for that. And thank the Lord it's based on his promise and not on mine. Amen. Verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Woo! Don't you know they are mad after he fired at them like that? How dare you talk to us like that? Why? Because he was shining a light on their dark heart. That's why the same reason people will hate you. If you're a Christian and you're shining for Jesus, hey, they're going to hate you. They're not going to like you. Why? It's not about you. You can take it personal. You can get mad. You can get the mully grubs. You can go home depressed, but it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do that you're a light, that you're a beacon for God. And what better thing to be a light for than God Almighty, the I am that I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, amen, that you are a light for him. Praise God for that. So if they don't like you for that, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right. Just love them. They don't like you. Just love them. They talk bad about you. Just love them. Amen. Do them good. Give them a cold cup of water. The Bible says that by doing that, you'll heap coals of fire upon their head. Hey, you're supposed to love your enemy. It never said it'd be easy, but he said that is what you're supposed to do. And you don't never know down the line who's going to get saved or how you will influence them by doing that. Because they'll say, man, there is something different about that person. They're not all about themselves. They're, it's not all about them. Hey, they call they care about is all about what god wants what god says amen hey they can see that even if you don't say it they can see it your light is shining and so if they don't like you it's because that your light is shining on their dark heart and it's exposing those sins that they want to keep covered why the same reason they hated jesus here the light was shining on their dark heart and they hated him so bad they picked up stones and they wanted to kill him. They wanted to throw rocks at him until he was dead. They couldn't stand it. I can't stand him. I don't want to hear another word from him. I want to destroy him. That's what they wanted. Why? Because they had a darkened heart. Verse 32. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which of those works do you stone me? Jesus said, I've done many great miracles, healed many, made the lame to walk, made the blind to see, fed many, many great miracles and works have I done. Which one of those are you going to stone me for? Why? Because Jesus had done nothing wrong. And I believe here, even at this point, Jesus was trying to get them to realize hey, why are you hating me so bad? Would you stop and look at your own heart? Why would you hate me this bad when I have done nothing wrong? I have done nothing but good works, good things, but yet you hate me and you want to kill me. I believe even here, Jesus was wanting to look at themselves. Hey, there's always a chance to get saved as long as you got breath in your life. Even the Roman soldier that nailed Jesus to the cross, Jesus would forgive him. All he had to do was ask for forgiveness. Amen. And so Jesus asked him, well, for which one of these good works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because 
thou that thou being a man makest thyself God. They said they were going to that Jesus was blaspheming and they were going to murder him because of that, because saying he was God. No, he was not blaspheming. He was telling the truth. He is God. But you know who was blaspheming? They were. They were denying him. They were denying his deity. They were denying that he was equal with the Father, that he was God in the flesh. They were the ones blaspheming, but yet they were accusing Jesus of being blasphemous, of blaspheming. But really, Jesus was just telling them the truth. They hated him. The truth is, they just needed a reason. They just wanted a reason. Got to make up a reason. Why? Because I don't like him. How dare him shine that light on my dark heart, on these sins, these sins that I love, these sins that I don't want nobody to see, the sins that nobody else knows about, not my spouse, not my boss, not my parents. Nobody knows about these sins except for me, and I keep them covered up in my heart that's the ones that jesus will shine a light on and it does something to people hey they'll either turn to him or they'll turn on him amen and that's what he's saying here this is why you hate me verse 34 jesus answered them is it not written in your law that i said ye are gods if he called them gods unto whom the word of god came and the scripture cannot be broken say ye of him whom the father hath sanctified and sent into the world thou hast blasphemous because i said i am the son of god jesus was pointing out things to him he knew plenty about the old testament and so did they but no matter how many right things jesus pointed out it didn't matter they was going to find an excuse to hate him and try to kill him and he says because said i am the son of god there's that word again i am just like back when he told abraham tell him i am i always have been and i always will be I have all power. I'm everywhere, all the time. I'm omnipresent. I have all power to do anything, to, to create anything or destroy anything. I am omnipotent. That means all powerful. Amen. And when he says I am, he means I am the son of God. Verse 37. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. Hey, Jesus did the works of of his father just like me and you should be doing if we're a child of god we should be right here on earth we should be plowing earthly ground all the while when you're pushing on that plow looking up to heaven and planting seeds in the ground a plowing earthly ground and planting heavenly seeds amen what do i mean i mean passing out tracks i mean living right I mean, keeping your mouth clean at work. I mean, telling people about Jesus. I mean, leaving a track somewhere people can find it, hand it out to them, put it up the gas pump. Hey, put some preaching out there. Tell people, if you say, well, I can't do that, just tell people what Jesus did for you. Amen. They will listen to that. Hey, they will listen to that. They will listen to what Jesus did for you. Why? Because it's your story and you are telling them what Jesus did for me. Verse 38, but if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. In other words, we are one. He is in me and I am in him and I am doing his work. I am doing his bidding. I am doing what he called me to do. Amen. Can I ask you, what are you doing? 
Maybe you work at Winn-Dixie. Maybe you work at a grocery store. Maybe you work at Kmart. That doesn't matter. You don't have to get a paycheck from a church to be in full-time evangelism or full-time ministry. God has called each and every Christian. If you are saved, he has called you into full-time ministry. Amen? You say, preacher, what do I got to do to go to heaven? Repent of your sins. That means ask God for forgiveness and put your faith and trust in the work that the Lord Jesus Christ did on that cross. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. 5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.